Welcome to the American Nomad Podcast, hosted by the legend himself, or as I refer to him, the legend in his own mind, Rav Holly. Hey everyone, welcome to the American Nomad Podcast. I am your host, Rav Holly. This is the Libertarian Hour, where we discuss everything from current events to politics to even people living in vehicles, doing the van life and living minimalistically, trying to be out from underneath Uncle Sam's thumb. Uh, today uh, on the Friday show, I actually have my good buddy again, basically my co-host now, Mr. John Leonard. So without further ado, let's get him in here, get him in the room, say hello to John. There he hey, is. Hey, What's up, buddy? What's going on, man? Good to see you again, sir. How's the the left coast doing for you today? Oh, man, the weather's not too bad. It's a little chilly today. It's kind of funny. It's always so warm, but today is actually a little bit, a little windy and a little chilly, which for me is actually, uh, it's weird. I say this from time to time. It's actually kind of a nice change of pace when it's just sunny and 75 every day. Uh, you walk outside and you have a little bit of difference in the way you're like, whoa, this is different. Like I go to walk my dog and it's like a little, I've got shorts on, you know, and I walk outside and it's a little chilly. I'm like, whoa, this is crazy. Well, we got up to 50 degrees today in North Carolina. So that was, that was nice. I didn't have to wear the heavier coat. I could wear the lighter coat today. Oh, you guys have a heat wave going on over there. Let's see. Let, yeah. let me see. I'll tell you what the temperature is here right now. Let me see if I can pull it up on my phone. It is 702 here and it's, oh, it's 55 degrees. No, gotten 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 cooled off. That was like our day today. Oh, we're at uh, we're not far behind. We're at forty seven. Yeah. So it's uh, forty seven, and uh, but you know when it's damp, it uh, always feels colder. Oh, it's saying it's going to rain at one a.m. One a.m. to four a.m. We got a fifty percent chance of rain. So yeah, we're having a little bit of a weather <clears throat> spurt here, which is uh, I like I said, I kind of welcome it these days because uh, you know, it's Groundhog Day in California, which is one reason I stay here is because of the weather. I absolutely do love the weather. Uh, I like warm weather, but uh, it's actually kind of nice every now and then when you get a little bit of a change to it. It's not because it's just sunshine. It's just sunshine every day. Every day you walk outside, it's like Groundhog Day. You put on the thicker T-shirt. Yeah, put on the thicker yeah. T-shirts. Random Nomad, good to see you, buddy. Wild started right at 9 p.m. tonight. Yes, sir, we're on time. And I was dragging. You can ask John. He got the. He literally got the link to the show like 15 minutes ago. Yeah, it, it's been it's been a long day for me. It's it, my my long day started yesterday and uh, dealing with some uh, family family things and some uh, health health scares with my father. But uh, oh no. Everything's good. It's all good. It's it's fine now. But uh, it's been a long couple of days. It's not the Rona um, though, is it? No, no, okay. no, no. It's uh, he had back surgery last year and he's oh, turning okay. the desk again. So they're probably going to end up with uh, back surgery again. So he was gotcha. he was in some pain. Had to get a trip to the doctor in the ER and an epidural and a cortisone injection and several other things. Gotcha. Yeah. Those uh things that creep up on you when you get up in your later years. My dad was having yeah. some horrible knee issues and uh, because of his age, because he was 80, I guess he was 79 at the time, because he was 79 years old, uh, his knees were gone. Both of his knees were gone. And uh, his insurance, they muddled around and finally approved him to have one knee done. But he's like, if I'm going to get one knee done... Why shouldn't I get both of them done at the same time? Why go do one knee and then still have one knee that's blown out when I could just get them done? If you would approve both of them, I could get them done at the same time. But because of his age, because he's 79 years old, the insurance didn't want to pay for it. 
but he's like, I've had you, I've had you guys for 35 years as my health insurance. I've never used you for a surgery. So why would you, you know, because of my age now. So he literally went round and round with him and finally got him to uh, pay for his uh, knee surgery. And now he's, he gets around now, like, you know, he's 45 years old. Yeah, yeah, joint joint replacements come a long way. Knees, hips, most people with knees, I mean, you're up and walking the next day. Yeah, so, yeah, he was, uh, he was, uh, he's doing, you know, he's, it's amazing. I mean, he's getting on and on, he's getting on and off horses and, you know, roping cattle and everything else like he was doing when he was a young man. God, I'm, I'm 43. I don't know. I could get on and off horses that, that well. <laughs> Let me tell you something. When I go out to the ranch, I can still get on a horse, but it's, uh, you know, cowboys that do it on a daily basis, they make it look so easy. You know, I grew up mm-hmm. doing it. So, you know, it's not yeah. something that I'm not unfamiliar with. I, I grew up getting on a horse every day when I was a kid. But when you living in L.A. and you're not getting on a horse maybe once every 10 years, 15 years, uh, mm-hmm. it's it it you don't realize how strenuous that is just to get up on a horse. It's kind of funny yeah. to get your leg up in my, that stirrup. My wife is a horse person. She actually owned two horses when we got married. Okay. And uh, then the, the uh, kids started coming in and uh, the horse actually got, uh, we actually didn't sell the horses. We gave them to, um, one of them had some health issues uh, and um, was a well-broken horse. So we actually gave that to a family that had a special needs kid. Uh, and they they rode and used a therapy horse. And the, the other horse is actually uh, relatively good good horse gus oh, he nice. was a good horse and uh so but he uh, they, they both got given away to families with kids right uh we didn't sell i mean they weren't super valuable horses and uh, that's one of the reasons you know we're looking to get some land uh you know she's a horse person and she's uh tolerated not having horses right. now because we don't have land right uh and and the worst thing you can do you know for anyone doesn't know is if you own horses they become pasture ornaments oh, yeah, because yeah. they're not near you yeah yeah, yeah for yeah. sure uh yeah i, I grew up you know, like I was telling somebody, when I was in seventh grade, we had 36 head of horses. We had 30, yeah. 36 horses. So, we, you know, my dad is 81 now, and I think he still has 10 mm-hmm. out behind the house in the corrals. So, you know, well, it's, and it's funny because here, you know, a lot of the people, you know, they, they put blankets on their horses. Oh, I know. And it's ridiculous. And, and I'm. Yeah. And I'm thinking 37 horses, man, you'd be like, ah, I don't even know if they're all there today. Exactly. Like they're, just, they're yeah. over there somewhere. <laughs> yeah. You go and kind of look out in the pasture and one of them be, you know, you count them, head count them. And one of them be, be laying down. You can't quite see them. You're like, oh, well, I hope uh, Darky's laying down and I just can't see him. Cause yeah. 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 Good times. Uh, yeah. So uh, what, uh, what are we talking about tonight, Rap? What, what are we getting into, man? Well, uh, if you haven't heard... Uh, Biden, with a stroke of a pen, killed the Keystone XL pipeline, and uh, all of you know all of the uh, all of the green tree huggers. You know they they were just elated, uh, but there's been some heavy, heavy, heavy blowback today. So heavy. Uh, as soon as it was announced, Canada, one of the Canada corporations, laid off a thousand people immediately. As soon as as soon as Biden signed that executive order, they sent out an email telling these people. Can, a Canadian firm sent out an email and saying, "Don't come to work. You're done. You're laid off." A th- over a thousand people. 
Yeah, so there's you know, the, the numbers I saw from it, uh, and I know Facebook did the fact check thing on this, was uh, it's going to impact 11,000 11, jobs and $2 billion yeah. in wages. Of course, the fact check said that was partially true. And they said, well, it's partly partially true because those were temporary jobs. Well, it's, a, it's actually going to be. They're still jobs. If it, Well, if you go down if you go down the list of things, though, you're talking about like people that are actually just working on the pipeline. But you also have secretaries and offices. You have people that are in these companies. They're talking that 11,000 people are people that are putting their hands on the pipeline. Mm-hmm. The people that are running the backhoes, the po- you know, uh, digging the ditches and those kinds of things. But there's a whole chain of people behind that <clears throat> that work in offices, that do the paperwork, uh, the foremans that drive out to the jobs, all of that stuff. So in all essence, the reality of it is probably closer to thirty to 50,000 people. If you look at it in the United States and Canada, uh, that's another thing. They'll just give you the numbers for what's happened in Canada or what's happening in the States. They don't combine them. But when you combine them, it's a big, big number. And so Wisconsin today actually had uh, three of their congressmen did a, did a freaking uh, a press conference, uh, basically just throwing the, you know, just bitching and moaning and crying about this and uh you know i did on my uh instagram story i kind of made fun of him i'm like don't cry about this trump told you exactly what was going to happen he told you exactly what was going to happen in your state voted for biden so get in the bread line get in biden's bread line like everybody else and shut the fuck up about it because you got what you voted for so but canada have you i don't know if you heard this but uh, there was an article that came out so some of the uh, what are they called? It starts with a P. Parliament. Uh, the, uh, the 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 premiers. The premiers. The premiers. Yeah. Each province. In yeah. Canada. And then you have Justin Trudeau, who is the prime minister. Prime minister. Yeah. So some of the premiers actually came out to Trudeau and said they wanted to actually physically go to war with the United States over this pipeline thing, which is Canada doesn't even have a, a, a real active military. So it's a little bit funny, but that just shows how pissed off they are. They were freaking irate. Yeah. I, I mean, it, you know, and really it, it, it disproportionately affects Alberta, but it also, yeah, affects, Alberta. you know, obviously this is a, a large income stream and in tax revenue. Yeah. Well, uh, the, but the deal is, is, you know, oil, people don't understand this, uh, like Texas oil is a big deal in Texas, but Canada, that's their, that's like their biggest export is oil. And this yeah. pipeline for Canada was a huge, huge, huge infrastructure thing to bring in all of this new money and jobs for Canada. And it just literally just killed it with a stroke of a pen. So they are not happy. Hey, Cece, I was texting her uh, before the show started telling her to come watch the show. Uh, so they are they are literally Canada is they're losing their mind over this deal. And I, I, I made a post on my Instagram stories because I've just been going off on my Instagram stories. Cece's funny because she was telling me, Rav, you sound like you're so upset. You need to get off. It's not a good mindset. No, I'm just trolling the libs, man. They gave it to us for four years. Now I'm on the offense. It's funny because somebody on Twitter, one of the real pretty girls that's conservative on Twitter, she posted yesterday. She's like, it's, it's actually kind of fun to be on the offense for a change because we're just giving it to them on Twitter, dude, we're beating them down so bad that some of them are getting off of Twitter. Some of the liberals that have been on the Trump hate train for the last four years talking about Trump's a scumbag, you're a Nazi, this and that, they're literally just closing their Twitter down and getting off of Twitter because we are just railing them. They don't have any talking points left. They don't have any talking points left. uh, They don't have any, you know, the uh, thing I saw on Facebook was a meme. It was, uh, 
a picture of Jimmy Kimmel and said when that face when you realize you have to have, come up with a new joke for the first time in four years and they don't know what to talk about. Oh, they you know, don't they're, know what to, just, they're all so used to hammering Trump. They're still talking about Trump. They're yeah, still talking yeah, about it. They can't shut up I about had, it. Biden's already no, president, but they can't shut the fuck up about Trump. You know, the last show we, we talked about the Q train and I still today, I still today had people telling me, you know, it's uh, it's not over. Oh, I know. <laughs> I told you. I told you Trump the other. I told golf yesterday. I told Trump you the other night playing, that they were going to move the goalpost. Biden has signed thirty executive orders in twenty four hours. And it's still not over. Uh, it's over. It's over. It, it, yeah. It's over. I told you though the other day when we were talking privately, I said, "Just wait. They're going to move the goalpost." I actually got a video like yet last night, one of the same girls, like, and it's this whole video by these people just sitting in their living room dreaming shit up, you know, that goes with Bible verses and everything else that, no, it's still part of the plan. Trump's going to be coming back. He, if you notice what, what did they say? What is the conspiracy was that, uh, they actually didn't, uh, they didn't do the inauguration. It was fake. It didn't really happen. That's why you didn't really see it. I'm like, what? It's just, well, that, and then I, I don't something know. Something about the Bible and, yeah, and, just, and the mil- there's I don't know there's something about the the uh, certain military um, uh, I don't know law uh, yeah. uh, military order right, right. And, and I saw that basically they're like oh well if you understand this and you're in depth in it then you understand that the military can't act until everything's actually right. been carried out and once yeah. it's carried out then there's a process they go through and then's when they can arrest everybody for uh, uh, treason and 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 I looked at them and I said well you know. That's fine, but Trump still won't be the president. The no. Constitution is very clear that his term ended at noon on on the on the twentieth. And there, there's, I was like, so, you know, it's just going to roll down to whoever the next person in the line of succession w- would be that's currently there. Here's, uh, I got, I, I want to show you this. Uh, well, I can't really show you, but I want to read you this uh, this tweet today. I mean, it's my favorite. I've been going off all day long uh, because. Let me jump in real quick. What people don't understand with it, what these liberals here in California don't understand with the Keystone Pipeline is that thing was going to move a lot of oil from Alberta all the way down to Houston, Texas. Mm -hmm. A lot of the fracking that's going on was going to be put through that pipeline. So there was a lot of fracking and things that was that had been ramped up a lot that was going to be pushed through this pipeline once the pipeline was up and operational. Uh, so we were already cutting, we have, we have already cut back our exports from the Middle East about 60% during the Trump administration. 60%, that's a lot. It doesn't sound like much, but it's a lot. We're talking up billions. We're well, talking we, about for billions. The first time we became a net exporter. We're talking about the, the, billions of gallons of oil. Now, uh, for the oil industry itself, it killed the oil industry because it made oil so cheap because we had more oil than we knew what to do with. We have tankers here in L.A. that are sitting out in the ocean right now that are storage. Have you heard this? They're storage barges. There's no place. Intermediate we, went to negative $34 yeah. a barrel in the COVID crisis. You, they were literally paying you to take the oil because it was more expensive for them to keep it in those tankers sitting out there. Yep. And so um, we still have tankers sitting off of, of the coast here in L.A. that can't offload because they don't have any place to put the oil because of COVID. People aren't driving as much, not using as much gasoline. So there's all this backload of oil. But killing this pipeline has changed that overnight. And what other people don't realize is in the Middle East, since about October of last year, 
they're trying to blame Iran because they want to get they want to, the the warmongers want to get us into a war with Iran. But there's been tankers. There's been like 15 oil tankers that have been attacked and destroyed uh, on their way to the United States with oil exports. So overnight in December, on my birthday, December 14th, one of the biggest major tankers out of Saudi Arabia was attacked. And they say it was, again, Iraq, Iranians or whoever did it. But that tanker being destroyed, it scared the oil industry over there so much that oil went up from, I don't know, it was like 30 cents a barrel to $50 a barrel when that one tanker got destroyed. Now, with this pipeline getting uh, destroyed as well, with these tankers not coming, if this if this economy starts to open back up and starts to ramp back up, which they're already trying to do, which is funny, right? Right on cue. Yeah. Uh, these these, these, over these to, well, we got to keep going. We got to move. We got to do things. Uh, these Democrat governors that said, you know, you're going to kill Grandpa if you, you know, went to uh, Starbucks to get a coffee. You know what I mean? Now all of a sudden we can open everything back up. They're ready to go again. Uh, but if this economy starts ramping back up, you're going to be looking at some hellacious gas prices like we haven't seen in years and years because of the inflation. Because well, of this, people were, under Obama, gas was what, four bucks a gallon here in North Carolina. Oh, it, yeah, get up to uh, it, it was up to the highest I ever saw it here in California was there's a little Chevron. It's kind of a gouging, I guess. They kind of gouge, but it was I want to say it was five seventy nine a gallon down there. Mm-hmm. And you know, you know, you you you'll remember. I mean, doesn't this whole Iran and the the, the Persian Gulf and and the Straits over there? And the, you know, the other day uh, the news was reporting they found a mine on the side of the ship. Does this just not remind you of the early eighties? Oh yeah, the early eighties. I mean, we've been through this playbook before in this region, and they're drumming up the same things that they did then. But that's and what they them right do. Back up now. But that's what they do. If you go back and look at like, like this whole global warming thing, I show people this all the time because, you know, I read. I read a lot. You know, I've read like 2,000 books in my lifetime. And mm-hmm. I talk to all these people that don't read, that they, they don't read anything. Or they'll, they'll look at the headlines, but they won't read the article. You know what I mean? Yeah. If it's something that I think it's pertinent, I'll read the. I'll sit there and read the entire article. And uh, I don't know where I was going with that. I just lost my train of thought. So much for me reading. But... Uh, <laughs> it's all it's all well you know i've had i've had the same experience i think i know where you're going with it which is if people understood what has happened and, and you go back and you look at it's almost oh yeah verbatim. i know what it, that's why when i get off on the, the the libertarian point you know i was a political science major right. and i had I had this book in my house forever it's a constitutional law book and they're like you actually read, read that? that and i'm like yeah. well that's one of the ones that i read. read yes yeah. i actually did read that book yeah so i know what i was going to say so in 19 it was like 1988 86 80, i'm pretty sure it was 88 I was like around 18 years old, and uh, the AP, the United Nations, released this global warming report, right? And this was in 1988, and you can still look it up. I should look it up now. Um, And it was released by the AP, the Associated Press, right? And it was this report on global warming. And this report said that if we didn't get global warming in check, it's the first time we'd ever, you know, we were pretty simpletons back then. There were no internet or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So when we read this thing, it came out and it kind of, it kind of caught fire through people. You know what I mean? You just run into somebody and they go, did you read that AP report? And I was like, yeah, man, that's crazy, right? Because there was no internet or anything back then. So people just, it was kind of a word of mouth thing once people read the paper in the morning. And this AP report said that if we didn't get global warming in check, that by 1999 or by the year 2000, that Manhattan, 
the island of Manhattan would be completely submerged underwater. The coasts of Florida would be six foot underwater. Uh, and it would basically be the end of modern civilization in America as we know it. And all of Europe, most of Europe would be underwater. And all of this stuff with the global warming, right? And it was released by the United, this report done by the United Nations. It freaked us the fuck out. I'm not going to lie to you. We were tripping out. Prince, remember Prince? Mm-hmm. Prince wrote a song about it called 1999. Remember the yep. song 1999? Mm-hmm. That's what it was referenced to was that AP report or that uh, a United Nations report that was reported by the AP. So along, you know, when 1999 came around, we were doing the Y2K thing that, you know, we talked about. So that mm-hmm. was actually what was out there. But that always was in the back of my mind. Like, wait a minute. Like, where's all this rising water at? It's weird. Nobody's talking about that. You know what I mean? We're supposed to be. You know, I'd, I'd look up because we had some internet back then. I'd look up like, how has the water risen in Florida? Has the water risen in New York City? Is you know, is it flooding yeah. in? And you know, there's nothing going on. And and, and there's, I mean, you could look at. Uh, so most people don't know. I mean, the, the Coast Guard. We'll just use the United States. They they keep all the navigational buoys in yeah. operation. Yep. They, they measure they, know. they measure the ocean level. Yep. They know they know within a quarter of an inch where that buoy is at and nothing's happened you know people on the global warming front bring up polar bears the polar bear population oh, yeah. has increased i mean yeah. yeah okay so there's a polar bear laying there dying but it's an animal in the wild it happens every day man like but, you you guys got to let this go and come up with something better than polar bears and, and buoys but the moral of this story is if uh if you if you look that you can look this up you can google this guys i would show it i should have pulled it up so in 2018 the United Nations released a report reported by the AP. It was almost verbatim the exact same report that they had done in 1988. They just regurgitated it in 2018. You can pull it. Let me see if I can pull it up. You talked to him for a second, John. Let me see if I can pull this up. Sure, yeah, yeah. You know, the, the global, I, I try not to get into the global warming thing because what you're going to run into, and, and I, I'm just, I'm going to, I'll throw out a name. So I actually have a lot of respect for Neil deGrasse Tyson. You know, he's yeah, done yeah, a lot of great work. Yeah. He's a great astronomer. Yep. You know, uh, uh, you know, really, I think he's carried the science front on from where Carl Sagan was at and, and keeping it in the mainstream conversation. But, you know, his, uh, his tweets and his Facebook posts are, obviously very pro uh climate warming that the last episode of cosmos that he did really was right. entirely about global warming and you know I, I think you know to him it's a settle it's settled science because other scientists say so but uh other scientists also at one point said the earth was flat they also thought that light moved through the ether and a lot of other things that scientists believed to be true they believed that the uh solar system uh, and the Milky Way is all there was to the universe, and all those things have been disproven. You know, we don't know a lot about uh, long-term climate cycles. You know, well, the, I mean, well, the deal is, is the climate climate change is real. That's not fake. Absolutely. Climate change is real. Oh, yeah. The climate has always been changing, and the climate mm-hmm. will always change. The Earth used to be two degrees warmer than it is now. That's what they're so they're so freaked out about talking about that the earth could, you know, warm up a degree or two degrees. It used to be two degrees warmer than it is now. Okay, I found this, John. Let me see if I can do a screen share here. So this is the one from uh, this is the one from 19. 
it was actually 1989. UN predicts disaster if global, global warming is not checked. United Nations AP, a senior UN environmental official, says the entire, entire nations could be wiped off the face of the earth by rising sea levels if global warming trend is not reversed by the year 2000. Can you, can you guys see that? I don't know if you can see that or not. Yeah, well, I'm on the, the, the tiny, tiny screen. I don't know if they can I'm going to see if I can make it. It's a little small for me. Yeah, it's a little small. Anyway, that's what it says here. But you can see the, the top. And the, the date, mm-hmm. it was written by Jane, Peter James Spielman, June 29th, 1989. So I was a little off there. But um, so then if you do uh, this exact same search, uh, but you search... You search uh, 2018. So you're saying that the current article would not pass one of those plagiarizing website auto checks. <laughs> if they ran it through, it would basically come back up and it's, said, it's, you already wrote this paper once. It's really, they literally just regurgitated the sa- almost the exact same thing. And they just keep bringing this stuff up is what they do. I mean, you know what well, I mean? And, yeah, and, well, and, while you're looking around, so, you know, the, the pipeline, you know, most people don't know. So phases one through three A and three B are done. Okay, here we go. And it, so it's here, moving oil. So here it is. Study global. Okay, so this is Seth Boriston. Study global warming is weakening. Oh, no, this is not it. I thought this was it. That's not it. Let's see. Oh, here. Let's see if this is it. Yeah, UN report on global warming carries life or death warning. So this is from Seth Borson, Borson, that same guy, October 8th, 2018. Washington, preventing an extra single degree of heat could make a life or death difference in the next few decades for multitudes of people and ecosystems. Okay, now let's go back and forth. This is October 8th, 2018. This one is June 29th, 1989. Okay, we're all yeah. supposed to be dead by the year 2000. What year is it now, John? Well, we, we've made an extra 21. We've had a good run, Ralph. Yeah, Just, we're, you know, we're still here. Any moment, we're all going to burst into flames. And, and and my whole deal is, is if Florida was being overrun by... Now, the water level has risen some in Florida. It has mm-hmm. risen some in some areas. But it's not to a life and death situation. The island of Manhattan. Has it, has it, but has it risen or is it coastal erosion? See, because those two things are different. I think, Coastlines move continuously. No, it's, it's, it's actually, uh, there's places like down in Key West and actually in Miami Beach as well, where the, the ocean has risen uh, just enough that it's coming up through like storm drains and stuff. So they're actually mm-hmm. getting some standing water that's actually, it's actually, pushing up through storm drains and causing puddles like in city streets. So it actually has risen a little, a little minute bit, but it's not to a point where, you know, Miami's gone. You know what I mean? That's basically what that article, that 2000, that article in 1989 was basically saying that New York city would be gone or the Island of Manhattan would be all underwater. All those buildings, all of those buildings that are in Manhattan, they would be four to five stories underwater. You know, they'd still be sticking up out of the water, but the entire island of Manhattan was going to be covered with water. That didn't happen. You know what I'm saying? And so they turn around 30 years later and just regurgitate the same thing and push the date back a little bit more. It's fear mongering. 
Well, it is. And I mean, if you want to get down to it, right. So I, I brought up Neil deGrasse Tyson. So I'm a bit of a science junkie and, right. and I like the astrophysics shows and the real science behind it. Uh, and you know, one thing that's going to happen is our sun's going to die. And as it dies, it loses pressure. It loses gravitational pull. So the sun expands and it's eventually going to become as large as the orbit where earth is at. All right. right. So now that's billions of years, billions of years away. But uh, the reality is if the human species doesn't get off of this rock, it won't exist anymore. Uh, and you guys are worried about global war. We're going to have to leave eventually anyway. I mean, use it up until it's gone and go somewhere else. Let, let's work on the real problem. Uh, and that's I think that's what Elon Musk's entire entire shtick is. You know, yeah. we got to get off this planet anyway. Let's just do it now. Well, you know, I'm I'm with uh, you know Nostradamus. Nostradamus predicted the end of the actual modern civilization civilization to be like I don't know, it was like thirty two forty seven or something like that. We'll be dead a thousand years by the time that comes around. You know what I mean? No, who knows what modern civilization is going to look like? Not well, saying that be, Nost- I mean, not not saying look, Nostradamus is going to be is right, but he has predicted a lot of things in the past. As it was at the uh, the time machine, the, the, the more locks are going to come out from underneath and uh, uh, collect all the people that are on the top of the surface and, right. eat, and eat them and harvest them. So, yeah, I, it'll probably be closer to that. And I actually, it probably actually will be closer to that. Um, the truth is, yeah. is all it would take is one super volcano like the one in, Yo- uh, in Yellowstone, Yellowstone to take us out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, a meteor, I think need, uh, a meteor, a super volcano, you know, and. We'd be done. And it happens. It, 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 it's uh, it, it happens. You know, uh, all the time. The real catastrophes that happen. You know, we're in the middle of a, a pole shift. You know, it, it could take another hundred years. It could take another hundred and fifty years. But it's actually, you know, about ten or fifteen thousand years overdue, according to what they yeah, can tell. That's very true. Uh, and and nobody actually knows how that's going to affect anything. I mean, what happens when South becomes North and North becomes South uh, with uh, uh, animals, migratory patterns, or electronics? I, there, there is just absolutely no telling what will what will happen uh and then there's going to be a a period of time where the earth is more susceptible to solar wind solar flares as a result of a diminished uh magnetic field around the earth that's all just real that's actually see to me that's real science right Right. that's actually you know things that that there's a long-term cycle that that we can find out about and you can watch that are, are worried about what essentially is a drop in the pan in in temperature change and whether or not we are causing it. We, we probably contribute to it. I'm not going to, we probably contribute to it. You know, when I moved to Dallas, that was my first actual experience with smog. I remember I woke yeah. up one day and it was brown. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, God, this sucks. You know, I'm yeah. like, I actually like the place, but this is actually not good. So, I mean, nobody wants to breathe that in and right. you can look at it and see it. Um, but are we so naive that we think we could destroy the planet? I, I love that show that was on, I think it was Discovery it was like after humans or something like that, where if all the humans died in this city, what would happen to the city and how right. quick would it happen? Like the buildings fall down in 10 years. Yeah. Like tw- in 20 years, it would be really years it would be like a whole ecosystem in, in its and of itself already. Sure. Yeah. Don't mow your yard for one summer in the South and see what you get. I well, mean, my, you have all well, my, of stuff. my whole thing with that is, is you look at it like this is the way I look at it. Like I go down to San, San Diego, right? And San Diego is very clean. Uh, the air is very clean. It's just a very clean, pretty pristine city uh, when it comes to a California city. And then you can literally go park your car and walk right across the border to Mexico and to Tijuana. And it's, they don't have, <laughs> there's cars driving around with no exhaust pipes, like no mm-hmm. exhaust pipe at all. 
you know, no muffler. That's a libertarian they're, haven. Yeah, like, like that's, a, that's, that's muffler, a libertarian you know, dream. They, they, went, they ran over a pothole, and it literally ripped the entire muffler off their car, and it's just, you know what I mean? They have no muffler at all. You know what I mean? So that so it's just funny that, like, in California, like in San Diego, where they're at in San Diego, like the, the air quality, um, like getting your car emissions done and all of this stuff is so strict and so expensive. And it's, and they mess with you about it all the time. And they're always moving the goalposts to make it even more stringent. And then hell, you walk 15 minutes across the border and they ain't got no damn, they ain't got anything going on over there. They're still, they still driving Volkswagen bugs for taxi cabs. You know what I mean? That have, yeah. that's an air cooled engine with no emissions at all, with no Cadillac converter or anything. It's just straight emissions going straight out the tailpipe. So well, that, that's the typical liberal, liberal front of, you know, uh, we're doing this for the benefit of you and the benefit of the environment, you know, to, to wrap it back into Keystone. So what I was saying is, you know, the first three phases of the pipeline are done and oil's moving through it. The, what they're right. shutting down is them building the fourth, fourth phase of the phase, pipeline. Yeah. They're not talking about ripping up the pipeline. No. And if you've looked at any photographs, yeah, while they're, they're doing construction, it looks like a construction zone. But what they've actually been able to do as far as uh, wildlife conservation, it's a lot like what electric companies do in electric right-of-ways, you know, that the, the <laughs> The big power lines that have to cut through forests and have to cut through trees, they do land management and they do wildlife management to actually aid right. uh, uh, the 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 area and the ecosystem of the area. They're not there to destroy it. When they get done doing what they're doing, it is generally cleaner and better off and better managed. And I don't understand what the environmental concern. I don't. I, I just don't understand what the environmental concern is with the actual pipeline in the United States. Okay, so. They're not pumping the oil in the United States. They're pumping the oil in Canada, and right. it's being shipped through a pipeline, pipeline that they're leasing, okay, to move the oil to refineries in the United States and to the ports in the United States because people don't realize this. Canada does have ocean, but Canada is actually landlocked for major shipping lines. Right. It is expensive to get the yeah. oil out of Canada, hence the pipeline. I don't understand what they're concerned. Oh, well, the pipeline might leak. Well, well, the oil came out of the damn ground. I, I mean, I, I, I yeah, it's going to leak it, back you know? into the ground. Well, my deal is, is, is like, uh, do you know who Cat Turd is on uh, Twitter? He's kind of infamous. Uh, you know, I, I don't. No, do, I don't nobody, do Twitter. No, nobody actually knows. Uh, nobody actually knows who he is. Who he was behind it? But it's just, it's just Cat Turd, right? And he did a. Uh, he did a tweet yesterday that was it was gold. I actually put it on my Facebook. Uh, I mean, my Instagram stories. I'm banned on Facebook, but this is what it says. It goes, Democrats right now. I'm so this is Democrats right now. I'm so relieved that we're shutting down a clean pipeline so we can buy buy oil from the non-regulated Middle East and have it transported by thousands of huge gas guzzling tankers who dump their oily bilge in the ocean. Science. Yeah. That's that's liberals, man. They act like they're the intellectual they're supposed to be so in, in their intellect is so, supposed to be so superior to ours that's like not seeing the forest for the trees do you know how many gallons of diesel it takes to get one of those tankers over here from the middle east we're talking about thousands uh, I, I, of thousands of gallons of diesel thousands oh yeah yeah you know and i mean i guess but that's the typical clean energy stick that 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 they give you right so you know you can take um any windmills, right? Mm -hmm. So windmills do not have a positive carbon footprint. If no. you actually do the math, no, they don't. And, and now the big thing is, you know, they've reached the end of the lifespan. And of there's no place generation. And they these can't. Massive one. They have no place to put them. 
they they're burying yeah. them in landfills because they don't have the blades. They don't have any place to put them. They can't they can't do anything with the blades. It's ridiculous. Yeah, and 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 they're not the, they they're not going to decompose. They're just they're just laying there. Uh, it, it's a real issue with bats and birds. Right. It actually does disrupt those populations tremendously on these big wind farms. Solar is no better. So you know, being in the silver field and and, and being a precious metals guy, one of the big things: silver is a major commodity used in the con- construction of solar panels, electrical systems, batteries. You name it. Tesla uses a ton of it. Well, Apple uses a ton of it. Well, the other thing is is what else? What other what other thing did they use for those? Oh yeah, well yeah. I mean, you've got you've got lithium. You've got I mean, mm-hmm. just all kinds. No, I'm of talking about just, I'm talking and about has to be mine. I'm talking about solar panels, solar panels, the batteries, everything. What else are you using? Petroleum. What is petroleum? Yeah. Oil, yeah. raw crude. Yeah. It's oil. Plastic is made out of crude. Everybody thinks if we just if if everybody thinks if tomorrow we go to electric cars, we're not going to need uh you know fossil fossil fuels anymore. We're not going to need crude oil anymore. This camera sitting right here, the entire body is made of a plexicarbonite plastic, which is a crude oil. It's made mm-hmm. out of there's oil in it. There's oil in damn near everything. This monitor, everything that we use pretty much on a, on, a, on a daily basis. Well, and people, you know, so it's, and it's not like I said, it's not just the oil. It is, uh, you know, the mining operations uh, to, to bring this stuff out. You know, some of them are cleaner than others. Um, but, you know, it's, it's the law of conservation of energy, right? Okay, so you want to produce energy using goods that you have to get natural resources out of. You, you cannot have a more energy come out of something than what it took to create the thing. I mean, how, how that is, I mean, I guess if you could design a solar panel that would last for eons and, and, and be able to produce electricity for a hundred years with zero maintenance and zero upkeep, maybe it would start to become carbon neutral or, or carbon positive to, to that effect. But, you know, this isn't a, uh, what are they, the, the machines that run in, indefinitely on their own power, right? They create the power yeah, and they yeah. run their own yeah. power. and. Uh, perpetual machines. machines. You, you cannot create a perpetual machine with the energy infrastructure in this globe. I mean, that the, the, just you, you can't. We can either decide to use less energy, or we can do, we can come up with different ways and become more efficient at using the resources that we have. But it's still going to require us to dig holes in the ground and pull stuff out because you, you can't make a solar panel out of thin air. You can't make a battery case out of thin air. You can't make an electric motor out of thin air. You can't create a windmill blade out of thin air. Um, well, the main thing with, with solar, is the biggest drawback of solar is you have to have batteries for storage. Mm-hmm. So even an RV, if you take, like my truck out there, my Snap-on truck has got, it's got four six-volt, four six, big six-volt. They, they weigh like 100 pounds a piece. They're like 400 pounds for those four batteries. They're four, six volt, 200, and they're like 224 amp hours each, uh, six volt batteries. Uh, And then I have four starting batteries that are yellow top Optimus. Mm -hmm. So that's eight batteries in one truck. That's a truck. Now you start putting batteries on a house for a solar system, you're talking about a hell of a lot of batteries. Well, when these batteries come to the end of their life, they got to go somewhere. You know yeah. what I mean? You're talking about a lot of batteries. 
Well, yeah, and you can recycle things like lead. That's easily recyclable. Yeah. What's not easily recyclable is lithium. Lithium. Well, that's you know, that, that's that, that, that that's a lot more complicated. Well, that's where all the batteries the lithium out of batteries. But that's where the battery technology is going now. Is the lithium. All the solar yeah, is well, going to it's lithium. It's lighter weight and it produces yeah. more power, yeah. you know. Yeah. And so the upfront cost is cheaper, but the uh, reclamation of those items are are not. Uh, well, no, but, the upfront cost is way more expensive. You can get a AGM regular AGM uh, sealed sealed lead acid for about four hundred bucks, and mm-hmm. a battleborn of the same amp hour is about a thousand bucks. But yeah. but the the battleborn is gonna it's got a ten year warranty. You're going to get 10 years out of that Battleborn where you'll change that. You know, you might get three or four out of your AGM. Yeah, a regular uh, AGM. I'm, I'm the the day job. I'm in uh, in that industry a little bit. So, yeah, the uh, you're, you're exactly right. Um, so, you know, the, the this all it, it comes down to the energy, the energy piece of this and in in, in a typical fashion, what the left is doing is just, oh, well, we're going to kill it. Well, what are you replacing it with? Okay, I, I mean, you explain to me what we're going to do instead, but there's never a plan on the backside. It, it's ideas so good that they just have to be. That's that's what the left does, but they don't actually think anything through with any type of logic or concern. And, and the only thing I can really think of when it comes to Keystone and it comes to the petroleum industry is just perhaps the left doesn't have their pocket lined enough. And what this really is, I, I go back to what I've said before, follow the money. And you watch what happens. You oh, yeah, watch yeah. in the next campaign cycle in two years for the House and that what kind of money is going to be pumped into people who are influential within the House and how much money that they get. And, um, you know, I, I don't know. I, I guess maybe if people have never – and I would never been near a refinery or driven past one until I moved to Texas. Yeah. And I remember going to downtown Houston. And every major building in downtown Houston is like oil one bill. shell plaza. Yeah. It's one mobile plaza, yeah. you know, and, and you start looking around and, and even there in Dallas, you know, Texaco, the star, the flying Pegasus, yeah. it is everywhere. And you look around and, and as you're driving, you just see oil derricks in people's backyards. And, and I worked with the guy. This is this actually story. They had a huge ranch. You'll appreciate mm-hmm. this. They had a huge ranch and he worked for me in an auto parts store. And he was just a common service writer. So he's knocking down about $30,000 a year being a service writer out there. And he's just come strolling up in this King Ranch Edition F-350 one day, Ford, I mean, yeah. brand new. Brand, I'm like, dude, how in the Christ do you afford that truck? And he goes, oh, well, he goes, well, you know, we got a farm. And and uh, so I said, you got a farm? He was like, well, yeah. He goes, you know, we've got uh, we've got uh, twenty five hundred head of cattle right now. He said we've really scaled it down. He said we got a lot of land. He said my Texas, my my family actually founded. They were one of the founding families of Texas. He said we we are Texans generation after generation. We have been here since before it was a republic. We have been here when it was part of Mexico, and we are still here. So they've owned the land, which also means in Texas that they own the mineral rights right. to all of this land. I forget yep. how many acres he said. It was, it was like 25,000 acres. It's a pretty, pretty right. large ranch out there. And he said, uh, yeah, he said, we get a million dollar a month check from Shell. Right. Yeah. And, and he said, we, he said, we, I said, why are you working here? And he goes, well, he said, I honestly, he's like, I like cars and he's like, I, I got to do something. He goes, I'm just kind of bored. And uh, he said, I was, why not work in a garage? Because I enjoy it. Uh, and he's like, and I also made a lot of money on Apple. And, and now at this point, this was 2000 and, um, right, 2011, 2012. And uh, he said that he bought Apple uh, and had talked his dad into buying Apple as a project in middle school. Uh, 
uh, and Steve Jobs had just come back to the company and Apple was trading at like three dollars right. a share. And his dad went in with something like one hundred and fifty thousand dollars and, and bought Apple at three dollars a share. So they were, he, he they was were like, he was like, filthy rich. He was like, well, he said, this is all all Apple money right yeah. now. Yeah, my brother's ranch in uh, New Mex- eastern New Mexico. So they run about 500 head of cattle on that ranch, but they have three different, four different pumps that pump on that ranch that are uh, generator pumps mm-hmm. uh, because they sell water. They have mineral rights to that land, and they sell water to the oil field. So they sell, yeah. so fracking right now in eastern Mexico is huge. So they sell water. They pump and sell water from the ranch to the oil field. And I don't know what that what the checks are, but they're big, big, big checks. It's like a million dollars a year or more. Well, and that was interesting. You don't even have Derek's on there, right? With the fracking and the drilling, they literally go down and over. And if they run under your yeah. land, they pay you. Yeah. And well, they they I mean, do. It's just they, like we used to get a check. They still have Derek's out there. They have pulling units yeah. out there, pulling the regular pump jacks and stuff. I grew up in. You know where Denver City is? Mm-mm. You know where Lubbock is? Yeah. Okay, it's outside of Lubbock. It's a, okay. it's a, it's a county called Yoakum County, and in nineteen 19- 1983, 84, 85, and 86, we pulled more oil out of the ground in Yoakum County than anywhere else in the United States. So yeah. when I was and, a, and when it, when it hits, it's a it's yeah. a boom. I worked for uh, actually used to work for Tractor Supply Company, so I can talk about oh, it yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and uh, when fracking picked up and out there in Midland mm-hmm. uh, that year, that that store they had they had opened a new store out there, and they, they do a pretty good job forecasting sales. They said, "Well, we'll think it'd do a bit about three million dollars." They did something like seventeen million dollars because uh, the the need for the uh, corral panels and the temporary fencing and and uh, you know, the stuff while they're setting things up, they would just, they buy it and they're not going to truck it back out three hours to somewhere else. They just chunk it off over to the side and go buy more when they oh, get yeah, to yeah. the next place. They, yeah. They're they not in the business of reusing things. It costs too much to move it uh, versus just buying it again because they're so cheap to them. And uh, that, that store manager made a really great bonus that year. He he got a big award for the company. <laughs> Let me run, jump in the room right here. Uh, Lance Hale, good to see you. My man, uh, Brooklyn, Eve, Eve uh, Brooklyn English Bulldog, Eve, good to see you. Uh, Flamingo Fan Gaming says, you're lying. Biden didn't kill the Keystone XL. He killed part of it. Look it up. Yeah, White, Whitehouse.gov, there's yep. an executive order there, buddy. Executive that's, order, uh, my man. That's exactly what it's doing. That's, that's well, the greatest thing about liberals. It's the greatest thing about liberals. They just, you know, they just, they don't even, you know, doesn't matter if it's fact or not. They just come, you know. So... Listen so to wait, this. Hold on, I want to I want to come back to that. So if he didn't kill it, then Biden's lying. Yeah, is Biden because, lying? He admitted that he killed it. Why is, why is he I lying? Mean, why is he lying, lying about it? You know, that doesn't even make any it. sense. So uh, here's another one. So Rupa, I can't even say her name. R U P A L I Rupali Chanda M D. She's a doctor on Twitter, and she tweeted this. Uh, I believe yesterday or today, Biden is now reversing the executive order put in place by the by President Trump to reduce pricing for insulin and epinephrine. This is not a partisan issue and will harm Americans. It doesn't even make sense. Like, why would he do that? It's just, uh, I, but I'm all for it. I want Biden to roll it all back, baby. Roll it all back. I hope that Trump, you know, the Trump put the, the thing in there for insulin for senior citizens and people that have like are diabetics and stuff. Mm-hmm. Because these people that are diabetics, they have this life-saving insulin that they were having to pay like $600 for a freaking vial of it that'll last them like a month. Yeah. And, so and rescue Heller, in Hellers for yep. as asthma patients uh, or asthmatics or 
was uh, I think they had went up to one hundred and twenty five dollars yeah. under under Obama. And, and so and so Trump capped it off where it couldn't be over what, like 60 bucks or something like that. It was it was very. Uh, yeah, I mean, and, and it, 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 it was like those epinephrine pens, yeah. right? I mean, that, yeah. that got a lot of press. Yeah. And I mean, epinephrine pens are, and, are cheap to produce and cheap to manufacture. And now it's, and they just now it's all going to now it's all going to get jacked right back up. I'm all for it. I'm all for it. I'm all for them killing this Keystone pipeline. I hope they keep bombing the shit out of those ships coming out of Russia. I mean, out of uh, the Middle East. And I think it's going to be hilarious if this time next year, a gallon of gas is like $18 a gallon and a loaf of bread is like nine ninety five. A carton of eggs is like nine ninety five. Well, I'm, I'm not going to say that that won't happen, but I think there's some other things uh, that uh, that'll that'll aid in that. Well, with uh, the dollar, if the, the dollar, if the dollar collapses, is becoming a more realistic. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we're we're already we're we're in the beginning stages of it anyway. So when you add on top of it poor policy decisions, and you're sending signals to other countries, so you've got um, let, let's just throw let's let's throw out a scenario real quick, right? Let, let's just say that we actually do end up in a war with China. Or we end up in a war with Russia or Iran um, or Iran. Yeah. They're pushing for Iran. Yeah. They've been pushing or for Iran, Iran for I, years. I, I, and I want a John Bolton. Because what I'm talking about is, is a prolonged war, a protracted oh. war with. And, and then we're going to go to Canada. But, uh, hey guys, can we get some gas? Yeah. Canada's <laughs> like, hold it, dude. F you. F you. Take, take a hike. Yep. We're, you know, we're neutral. We're turning into Switzerland. Yep. Good luck getting Good. gas from. Uh, I don't know. You know, Texas or Mexico. You're on your own, guys. You're on your own. Uh, random number says $15 an hour federal minimum wage. Yeah. That's going to be a, everybody, you know, all the liberals they were are overpaid se- at seven. They're, they're all freaking celebrating that one as well, which is going to be another, you know, uh, it's going to be another economy killer and they why, don't, why they don't is, understand why it. Is nobody upset over the unilateral actions of a president signing 30 executive orders. And, and I meant to research this cause I brought it up on my podcast last night. I don't think in the first 100 years of this country there were 30 executive orders. And it has become the go-to de facto campaign thing. I'm going to sign all these executive well, orders Trump, on my first Trump day did, in office. Trump did that as well. I wasn't yeah. I wasn't pleased with Trump doing it as well. You know, well, basically, they've, they, they've all done it since um, – you used to get executive orders, the midnight hour executive orders. As well, they used were to, but it used to be like two or three. Let's be right. real. It used to be like yeah. two or three, and it used to be like something major that was going on, and it used to be something that was somewhat bipartisan that just needed to get done, and that you know it couldn't get past you know the House or the Senate, mm-hmm. but he was just you know, the president would just come out make an executive order, and nobody on either side would bitch about it because it was something that really needed to get done. You know what I mean? Well, like, right. like, like, now, now like uh, hold on, hold on. One of the executive orders that I remember was uh, uh, ramps for wheelchair access that was an executive order that i think was done by george senior bush mm-hmm. george senior bush now who's gonna who's gonna argue that you know what i mean a republican right. or a democrat who's gonna argue that a business shouldn't be able to a business shouldn't have to be able to grant access to somebody that's handicapped or like a handicapped bathroom kind of thing you know that used to be what the executive orders were now executive orders are uh, trumping the last president, which you didn't like that he did, just uh, just immediately undoing it. And Trump, Trump did it. Trump did it too. Trump, you know, he, he was all and, about and it. So it it leads to an up and down. Um, uh, there, there, it, it destroys stability within the country. It leads to an up and down cycle of of legislative issues that that they have to just constantly came, change directions on. Um, and you know, 
let's think about this though. These executive orders, so revoking the Keystone permits. Um, so you're you're just saying that that company and all those people can't be in business anymore. You're you're picking winners and you're picking losers, and it, it goes back just like to the lockdowns and the mandates. You know, oh well, essential businesses can stay open. Okay, so Walmart's open, that's essential. Um, but uh, Bob's Hardware Store is not essential or the hair salon's not essential. They're picking winners and they're picking losers and they're doing it with executive order. So, I mean, you, you think about uh, the small business, say you own a small machine shop somewhere and you got a contract and, uh, you know, tomorrow you're closing the doors and you're sending, you know, your 50 employees home. You don't have the money to sue the president of the United oh, States. Yeah. Right. It literally would, it would literally take somebody who has an actual injury legally that they, they've suffered from this decision to sue the president go through the entire federal court system and take it all the way to the Supreme Court to determine whether or not it was constitutional. Uh, and then they, the president still has some leg to stand on because the government controls the leasing of public lands. Right. So I got I got another tweet I want to read you guys here. I wish I could show you this, guys, uh, so you could see it, but it's not going to work. So anyway, this is Mark Loblinner, L-O-B-I-L-I-N-E-R, on uh, Twitter. And Mark M A R C. You can look him up. Look him up if you like too. This was this is my favorite tweet right here. It says, "Admittedly, I'm not a Trump fan. He kind of isn't a good dude. Weak ass leader, narcissist, very abrasive. But after seeing but after seeing two days of the alternative, he's looking pretty goddamn good right now." <laughs> <laughs> well. Well, the grass, the grass looks greener on the other side. But that's coming and, and, from a liberal. That's not a Republican. That's a liberal that's looking at what's going on with the, the death of the pipeline. With the pri- People don't understand how much prices are going to go up. All this stuff costs money. People talk about California and they're so, you know, so uh, California pro because that's why everything in California is so damned expensive. All of these green tree huggers, all of this, you know, I mean... Uh, Here's a perfect example. My truck, my snap-on truck, uh, to register it uh, in California with all the mission stuff, everything, to register it in California is $1,200 a year. You know how much it is to register in Arizona? It's probably like 50 bucks. No, it's 300 a year. It's a commercial vehicle, so it's oh, 300 Oh, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, you, you, you have a gross value weight that you have to pay. Uh, if I, you know, once I get uh, running water in it and stuff like that, then I can have it titled in Arizona as a RV. And then it would go down to like $30 or $40 a year. But California, so here, and here's the other thing that people aren't talking about because of the COVID. Uh, I think it was 20, February, 2020, that this went into effect. But any truck, any diesel commercial truck in the state of California is now illegal uh, if it's got an engine that's older than a 2010, because they want everything on def. So, oh, yeah. so there was e- there was even a, a government study done here in the state of California, and it said 60% of the government vehicles, like the heavy equipment, like the bulldozers, all this bullshit that the state owns, 60% of the owned state's equipment is now out of. It's it's out of its own. It's out well, of yeah. so. Let's just talk about death because I mean this is just great because it goes back to the windmill example and the solar panels. Do you know what death is is made from? It's it's urea. They literally farm pig urine. 
So you know how clean the, the pig oh, industry yeah. is yeah. And, and how clean all of those farms are and the tractors that are and running on And that's what they're putting in the in diesel and, now as an and, additive. And they, they have to mix it yep. with distilled and purified reverse osmosis water in order to create the product. So now you've got a factory that has to take uh, water, has to run it through an RO filter uh, in, in order to get it to a purity level where it's not going to contaminate the vehicle's system. And all they're literally doing is spraying it into the exhaust stream so that it binds to the exhaust molecule so it yeah. doesn't become airborne and create smog. My my whole deal is, is the funniest thing for me with the DEF is, is because my brother, you know, out in tech, my dad in Texas, they all drive diesel trucks. Mm-hmm. Uh Everybody's got diesel trucks. So, like my my brother, we went to the landfill the last time I was there, and uh, he goes out to you know he's got like a, a huge, it's it's not really a barn, but it's like a it's like a pole barn, big huge metal building uh, that he keeps hay and he keeps a tractor in there and stuff. And back in the corner, what did he have back in the corner? <laughs> There's no telling. All of, all of his goddamn empty one gallon death. Death the containers. containers. Yeah. So there was probably shit. I don't know. There was probably three hundred of them. You know, because yeah. he just picks them up. You know, he he just takes them out of the pickup and throws them back in that corner until they come until they get to a point where they're starting to get in the way. Mm-hmm. Then he loads them all up in the bed of the truck and takes them to the landfill. And the entire time we were picking them up and loading them, he was bitching about it. He goes, "All oh, these goddamn liberals and their bullshit about all this damn death." He goes, "How much?" He goes, "How much oil does it take to make these containers?" And he goes, "How many of these containers are getting thrown away and getting buried in a landfill every day?" Yeah, it doesn't even make any sense. Well, he's on a farm. He should just get the burn barrel and chunk well, you them can't. in the burn barrel. No, 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 no. You can't now in Texas. Oh, you can't. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. They, they're like uh, even where my dad lives. My dad lives. The closest town is Denver City, which is a town of five thousand people, and uh, he has to have a dumpster. There's no there. You can't burn out there now. Man, I didn't know. That. You know what surprised me because we used, we used to have sets. a we used to have a. Uh, what was pit. called a, a burn pit. Yeah, we yeah. just dig down a pit and you put a great thing on Line top it, of it yeah. and yeah, you'd open it up and then once it filled up, you just covered it up with a tractor and they'd dig another one. When I moved to Texas, it actually surprised me because North Carolina is an open carry state. Mm-hmm. You, you don't need a permit to carry a gun as long as it's visible. It's in the open, yeah. And I moved to Texas and when I, when I lived there, there was no open carry option. This was prior to them allowing open carry for concealed carry, uh, permitted concealed carry holders. Uh, and I was actually surprised. I'm like, wait, isn't this, th- this is the West, right? Like this is, this is it. This is the image that you have, but no, there was no open carry mm-hmm. in Texas. No. Uh, you can, and, you can uh, open carry a rifle, but you yeah, know, yeah, you, but your handgun, you, yeah. you weren't going to, you and could, I don't, you could open carry a rifle here in California until about five years ago. Uh, let's see. We got Wade, he, Wade, Wade in the room. Hey buddy, what's going on? Wade's got a snap on truck just about like mine. He's wrapped his, though. Let's see what Wade said. Convention of States ended prohibition and added the 21st Amendment, finding hope and positive ways to use our time, knowledge, and money. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm a huge uh, a huge proponent of an Article 5 convention, Wade. You know, the, um, the to actually have a, the real convention of states to pass amendments and completely exactly. circumvent the federal system. James Madison was an absolute genius to get that included. Uh, and Article 5, um, I'm a huge supporter of it. They've ran through several scenarios, and I think the, the two that they come back to all the time that unanimously pass is term limits and balanced budget. Um, those, those are the two amendments that consistently pass. I think, though, I, this is horrible, but the number of states that have went socialist, I, I don't know that we would ever get a two-thirds majority of states, uh, states' houses, 
Uh, and most people know this, the state's houses just have to pass it. The governors don't have to sign it. It's not a law for the state. The state Senate doesn't have to pass it. The state houses just simply have to agree to have the convention. Uh, and then half of the, the states have to agree to that. And then two-thirds of the states have to actually ratify the amendment. And it, then it's an amendment. I mean, it's it's the law of the land. There's nothing anybody at the federal level can do to overturn it. The Supreme Court now cannot do anything to overturn it because it is actually the Constitution um, Madison was a genius. He was a genius, and unfortunately, they are adamant against having an Article Five convention. Both sides, Republicans and Democrats, actively campaign. They talk about it's going to be a constitutional convention, and we're trying to reset the country, and it's going to run amok, and they're going to destroy everything we are. It's not a constitutional convention. It's an amendment convention, and the states still have to approve what the convention comes up with and what they put forward. Uh, I, I would really hope that one day we could get that going. That's probably the only real glimmer of hope to me if we're going to save this country is an actual Article 5 convention. I actually think uh, the only thing that's going to work is a succession. We're either going to end up in a civil war or, or you know, states like Texas are going to succeed. I think that's the only the only I think that's the only peaceful solution at this point, because we're just we're 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 we're, ro- we're rolling off the rails because, uh, you know, people just don't get along anymore as far as the left and the right. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that's probably a more likely outcome. Uh, I just, uh, from a, a mental exercise, uh, a convention of states, I think, could pull it back together. It, if somehow there was enough put behind it, if you had a, an Elon Musk uh, type person who actually got behind this and put money behind it and, and was super verbal about it, I don't know um, that the the deep state has enough power and enough pull to it because it would be out of left field there's nothing you're going to do at this juncture that could derail it if, if elon musk gets out there on twitter and starts talking about you know we need a convention of states and and supports this kind of thing i don't think they could de- derail it you know it would be blatantly obvious if they start going after him because he's so high profile they would have to just leave him alone to see how it plays out you know they've already went after him though Have you seen this when, you know, because he came out that he had uh, donated to several Republican causes or several Republican politicians. And uh, he basically made he did a he did a tweet at some point saying that, you know, he had taken the red pill or something like that. And uh, so he just literally they just started attacking him immediately. Well, they're too late, though. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's, I, I'm yeah. gonna be this way. So he's building Skynet. Yep, true for, that. For all practical practical purposes, he has his own missiles. Um, this is how you get super villains. Leave leave the guy alone, man. <laughs> like if if you go prodding this bear, you may not like what the, happens, you know, because he could launch a missile. Uh, he's okay. he's like, a he guy could launch a rocket. He's a guy know? though that I could see being president and maybe possibly bringing everybody together because there's enough nerds that respect him, even though he leans right. Mm-hmm. Here's a funny thing. Do you know who Gabriel Rudiger is? I do not. Okay, he's a he's a UFC veteran, and him and I was talking okay. the other day, and it was so funny because he got so offended because he he's he's one of those guys. He, not, don't get me wrong, he's a badass. He's a black belt in jiu-jitsu and you know he's former professional UFC fighter. Uh, but uh, it was so funny because he he claims to be not left or right, but he got mm. so bent when I started telling him the other day. Him and I were having a private conversation, and I go, you know, I, you know, uh, Elon's a conservative dude. He goes, no, 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 not really. He's not really a conservative. I said, he just moved to Texas. He's moving to Texas. And then I sent him the tweet where uh, Elon said, take the red pill or something like that. And Elon does little, it's, 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 
I love the way Elon does it because he just puts out these little morsels. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. take the red pill. It's you could take it any way you want to, but if you right. look, if you read through it, you're like, oh, I know what he's saying. And like when all of this shit started happening with uh, Twitter, when Twitter started throwing everybody off, they deleted seventy thousand conservative voice talking mm-hmm. head conservatives off of Twitter just like that. They deleted them. Uh, then they went after Parler, and as soon as they go after Parler, all Elon said was use Telegram. That's all it said. It said. U.S.E. Telegram or Signal or one of it. it was either Signal mm-hmm. or Telegram. And within it was so funny because Jack Dorsey even tweeted it because once Elon said that within it wasn't even 24 hours in like 11 hours Telegram with the number one in the app store. And yeah. Jack Dorsey, the, the CEO of Twitter, just tweeted a heart and tweeted uh, retweeted Elon Musk's thing that said use Telegram. Hilarious. You know, I don't know if this is true or not, but I've heard through the grapevine through a couple of pretty good sources that uh, he is uh, he is hiding out on a island in the Virgin Islands or something with top notch security. And he is scared that he's. What's the word to use that he's. uh, There's been uh, attempts on his life and he's like in fear of his life kind of thing. Really? Yeah. I had not heard that. Yeah. No. And there's a, I don't want to get, I can't say too much because I don't want to get this video. Another thing I want to say is this is my last video, the Biden uh, inauguration, because I put that as the title. It didn't get demonetized. Hmm. My last four or five videos have all been demonetized. But even oh, though yeah. we were talking crap about the Biden inauguration, because I put the Biden inauguration, I got this notification from YouTube that said, congratulations, your video meets all of those, the YouTube standards to be uh, monetized completely for all the advertisements. So I don't want to, I don't want to ruin this one because I'm trying to stay kind of, you know, uh, but the other one is, uh, let's see that he, Oh, here, here it is. So I can't, how am I going to word this? So anyway, there's a lawsuit that just came out against Twitter because there was, uh, trying to figure out how to word this. There was some person that wasn't 18 or older that was under the age of 18 Mm -hmm. that had, uh, pictures lewd pictures of them that was on Twitter, which is called child. Yeah. Okay. So it was blatant child that, you know what I mean? Like the, the yeah. whole Q on and the Q, Q things about what they are always talking about. Okay. So the parents of this child contacted Twitter and said, look, these pictures have been put up of our child. We want them taken down. And Twitter literally, uh, Twitter literally, emailed them back and said they don't go against our guidelines so we're not taking them down so the parents have actually filed lawsuit now you must have a little you must have a the secretary must be in the room yeah yeah she uh she's she's been waking up every night i don't know she's marching back to her bedroom now okay. she's uh, well we just hit an hour anyway so let's wrap it up yeah. you got anything else you want to throw out there john you need to plug your uh what's your it's the chicken it's chicken and Ch- chickens chickens and silver uh facebook and youtube uh, you can also find my own personal youtube channel i'm going to try to stream it to both which is uh john leonard uh, and, uh, check me out there, man. I'm going to be good. I was going to say real quick. So I don't know what's going on. Uh, I've been uploading my videos to rumble. So I set something on rumble. Now, when I upload a video to rumble, it automatically uploads it to YouTube. 
So I don't know. I got to try to figure out what's going on there because both of my videos that I uploaded to Rumble like yesterday, I come on YouTube and, and uh, random nomads saw them. And all of a sudden, like two, these two videos that have, we streamed here are all of a sudden loaded to YouTube. I'm like, what the hell is going on? So it's something that I uh, I hit on Rumble. But I'm, I'm, I'm trying to grow over there as well. So that's something else you might look at, John. Yeah, I'm going to get an account set up there and uh, trying to build it. Oh, and I did start on the, so on Facebook on Chickens and Silver. I actually did start a group also. Oh, did you? Uh, okay. So the Chickens and Silver group. So get there if you want to discuss these kind of topics. Um, and, you know, I, I'm open to all opinions. If you're left, you're right, you're libertarian. It doesn't matter to me. Let's just, um, you know, be respectful. We're not going to do anything to get the group banned or get get people right. kicked off. Uh, you know, if you want to sound like an idiot, then sound like an idiot. I don't care. I'm, I'm all about the, the freedom to do what you want to do. Uh, include making a fool of yourself. You just can't attack other people or post right. things that shouldn't be posted, obviously, in the, in the group. But uh, check it out. I'm, I'm hoping it becomes a point for libertarian-minded, independent thinkers. So Bobby says, I have a new prediction. We are going to have to succumb to fully-blown communism and become an oppressed people before there are enough people to have successful revolution. I don't know. You know, I was kind of feeling that way as well, Bobby. But what I am kind of have hope now is... The dumpster fire that we've seen of Biden just the last two days, uh, the more that hyperinflation takes off and the more prices start going, people vote where their wallet. They, they say whatever they want to about their virtual signaling or their pronouns or whatever. But if people start having to pay eight bucks a gallon or if they can't fill up their car or they can't put gas in their car because gas is too expensive, they can't go to the store and buy enough food to feed the family because food's too expensive. As hyperflation takes over as Biden is president, I think uh, within the next four years, we'll get a conservative again. That's always what happens. You know that, right? Yeah. That's what happens. Yeah. I mean, so, if, if, you, if you don't have a have beans in your pot, yep. then, uh, then if you can't eat, you, you and that's what it. happens every Democrat. Every time we have a liberal president, that's what happens. Everything goes up in price. That's why California is so expensive. People don't understand this. All you have to do is look at California. Look at California. It's basically a socialist state. It's a socialist failed state. It's a it's the richest state in the nation, but it's a third world country, and everything is the most expensive. Yeah, the we have the most expensive taxes, the most expensive sales tax, state income tax, everything. Everything is the most expensive in California, and we have the least quality of life in California, and it's all because it's been run by solely Democrats for the last forty years. When Reagan was the governor of California wasn't like this when conservatives were in control. But since Democrats have taken over and the progressives have taken over and drove it towards socialism, it's become very, very expensive to live here. And what's happening? These liberals are leaving in droves, in droves. Mm -hmm. and, and I think, you know, I know a lot of people who I'm going to say. And where are they going? Red states. Drives yeah. me nuts. And, and the people who identified as libertarian and me and you had this conversation before, but they actually hated Trump so much. You know, they, they came from the Democratic, the liberal side and became libertarians, whereas I came from the conservative side and became libertarian. And they reverted back to their nature because they hated Trump so much. And I think now what they're going to see is they're going to actually see what they voted for. And they're like, well, crap, I actually do hate socialism more than oh, it's, I, you it's, know. It's going to be just... I didn't, I didn't like Trump, but God, this guy's... It's going to be It's going to be just like this freaking tweet, and, and I may be mistaken, but I think this is a gay guy. I kind of looked at yeah. his Twitter, and I think this Mark Lobender is a gay guy. And again, he said, admittedly, I'm not a Trump fan. He is kind of... He, is, he isn't... He, he kind of isn't a good dude. Weak-ass leader. Narcissist. Very abrasive. 
But after seeing two days of the alternative, he's looking pretty goddamn good right now. I think, and this is yeah. two days. And this is a guy that you know that two weeks ago he was just railing against Trump. You know how yeah. Trump's anti anti LBGQT uh, and not, not even two weeks ago, Tuesday he yeah, was clapping exactly. twelve or one. Yeah. And, and and today is Friday. And I guarantee you, once hyperinflation takes over, man, and the prices on stuff starts going up, it doesn't matter who's the president. And that's why I said it's almost a blessing that Trump's not president, because I've seen this stuff coming. It was lucky that it didn't take hold more while Trump was president, because Trump really didn't have any control over it. He just got no, it's, lucky. It's, the, the, the macroeconomic impacts of what's going on is, is out of the control of the president of oh, the United yeah. States. But, I mean, Biden's doing things to usher it in quick, which, you know— I'm a rip the bandaid off quick kind of person. You know, when I was in law enforcement, I was in rookie school. I was the first one to volunteer to get hit with pepper spray. Taser, yeah. Uh, because it's just like, yeah, it's going to happen over one with. way or the yep. other. Let's just get on with it yep. and, and move on. Yeah, it's. but I, I, I see, I don't know if we'll see a, a complete collapse, but we're going to see some pretty tough times coming up, uh, especially with the Federal Reserve just printing money for these stimulus. You yeah. know, unless... I don't know how that I don't know how that ends in any other way than the collapse of the dollar sooner or later. Yeah, well, you know, um, so one of the people I follow, uh, Lynette Zhang, uh, the question was asked. They're like, well, you know, how long can they keep kicking the can down the road? And she goes, you're assuming they want to keep kicking the yeah. can down the road. They want to kick it down the road until they're ready for the Great Reset. And yeah. then that leads into the stuff we've talked about. Before. And that, But that's but, what we're uh, going through now. You know what I mean? Yeah, wait, wait there. He's like, agreed hyperinflation's uh, coming. Grow a garden, even a gorilla garden. Well, yeah, wait. That's why my show is Chickens and Silver. Because he uh, has so he's, it, he's it's growing a garden. chickens and silver yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and some sustainability yep. things there is what, what we're going to try to focus on. Yeah, that's, if you don't know uh, anybody that's watching the show, John is a libertarian, but he's very he's not a prepper per se, but he's got chickens, a garden. He's doing all of these different I'm trying things. Trying to be resilient. Trying to be resilient, yeah. 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 You know, what, what's going to come? There, there's going to be food shortages. There's going to be, uh, you know, random. It's okay. I own physical commodity. Yeah, exactly. I own, own physical things, you know, things you can touch and hold possessions. Non trade, trade, because anything you know, trade's going to be a big thing. If, if the dollar was to collapse, the dollar's not going to be worth anything. I've got a whole yeah, desk but, full of dollars, but they're not going to be worth anything. No, no. I mean, you know, where, where are people are going to get shoes? Where are people going to get work gloves? Uh, where are people going to get shovels? Where are people going to get um, canning jars? I mean, th you already can't get canning jars. That is actual. If, 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 I know you, you've got some of these sustainability seeds. people here. Seeds, seeds, seeds will yeah, be seeds. a big. Seeds, seeds will be a huge commodity. If you can just order something right now and get a hold of it, okra seeds. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, any kind of uh, okra. Uh, any kind of vegetables, lettuce, any kind of seeds you can get a hold of to plant. Yeah, the uh, and and what's I know Amazon. They're on Amazon. You can order them from websites. Is the uh, I'm going to say non-GMO, yeah, non-heritage heritage breed vacuum sealed survival garden packs that they're the the, the species that are more hardy and more resistant. Um, you know, is <clears throat> see, so, I'm a, I'm a single guy, so what I did, like, God dang, it's been. Shit, I was living this for I was living in Joshua Tree. So I ordered like four cases of MREs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah. now well, now yeah, and, and I've got we're off, a family off eBay. Sick. Off eBay. Now if you look on eBay at a case of MREs, they're over a hundred freaking dollars. It's insane. Yeah. I paid yeah. like I want to say I paid like fifteen to twenty bucks mm -hmm. for a case. 
a vacuum sealer, some oxygen, uh, little packs that remove the oxygen, uh, and uh, rice and beans and pasta, and that stuff will hold for 15 or 20 years. Yeah, uh, true that. Um, All yeah. right, man. We are uh, 15 minutes uh, after the hour already. I always say I'm going to keep this thing an hour, and we always go over a few minutes, but it's always a joy to do the show with you when you're on, John. Anyway, guys, uh, that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you, John, for joining me again. I'll talk to you a little bit when we get off the when we get closed up here. Yeah, man. In any time, looking forward to it. To be back on uh, next Friday, and uh, so my podcast will be tomorrow. I'm doing uh, kind of opposite of you, so we don't overlap. So I'm going to do um, what is it? Man, my, my days are running together. Tuesday, Thursdays, and Saturdays okay. is the Chickens and Silver podcast, and then I'm here on Fridays. Uh, and uh, I'm going to run myself into the ground, become uh, podcasting famous, or get picked up by the CIA, one of the two. Well, the thing about that podcast thing is, uh, even though it's war, I enjoy it. You know what I mean? I really yeah. do enjoy it. Once you get into the hang of it, you know, it's, it's something that I actually look forward to. Even when I'm tired, it's just uh, something I actually look forward to, to doing. So, well, you know, I like to share information with people. And uh, I think me and you both go from saying you got to have a creative outlet. You For know, sure. there's uh, Maslow's hierarchy yeah. of needs and, and having a creative outlet once you're stable and other things in your life is really important for your mental health. Absolutely. And that's the great thing about, you know, the podcast this year of COVID with 2020, I wasn't really working. So I basically just turned this into my job. So it was, even though 2020 was kind of a, or last year, I'm sorry, even though last year was kind of a crap year, it really helped me jumpstart this podcast and uh, give me the time to actually work on the podcast and not have a regular job that I was doing at the same time, which you're going to have a regular job. So yeah, you'll be doing yeah, both. And, and we've we've been we've been we've been wide open. Uh, so yeah, yeah, you're... It, it's it, it is it is a crazy thing. But the, you know, this time frame works for me. And it's, we start at seven in California, but it's ten p.m. here. My whole right. family was in bed sleep. Yeah. So it's just me sitting over here in the corner right. at my desk right now. Well, all right, man. Uh, thanks for joining us, John. Uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna try to watch your podcast. I missed uh, your first episode, sure. but I want to watch your podcast too. So, anyway, uh, thanks for joining us, John. I'll let you go, and uh, that's gonna do it, guys, for this uh, this episode of the American Nomad Podcast. Let me see uh, <laughs> if I can find the outro here. Thank you for listening to the American Nomad Podcast. Until next time, keep looking up because that's where it all is.